Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. For his hot chocolate. So I'm going to welcome you to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Nope, this isn't Josiah. This is actually Judah. Josiah is 14. Judah will be nine. Oh, you're going to be nine Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, Judah turns nine Sunday. No, 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 no. Judah turns nine on Sunday. And he had asked me a couple of weeks ago, uh, about a week ago, if he could help me teach. And I told him he could when we got to a specific part. So welcome my very special guest, Judah J, as we call him, Judah Johnson. He is the baby of my clan. Uh, he doesn't like necessarily being called the baby. Uh, <laughs> Orange Justice Judah. That's what uh, <laughs> so I just just said. Um, and so today we're going to talk to you. We've been talking about Kingdom Executive Order for the family. And we're going to definitely talk about Kingdom Executive Order for kids. Um, um, putting ourselves in a position to be able to talk about that for kids is so important. A lot of times we think um, or we've thought our thought process is has been the best choice or decision for us as far as raising kids. Most of us raise kids based on what we've been taught, what we've learned, what we've seen in our environment. And it hasn't always been the best thing for us. I know when I started leaving, living kingdom, the Lord began to show me a different process uh, where my kids was were concerned. Um, how I raised my kids and that I needed to raise my kids a little bit differently. And so we're, get, we're, we're still in Ephesians, but in order for us to get into the children honor or children obey, I'm going to have to show you a few more scriptures. They're saying happy birthday, Judah. Thank you. Um, I'm going to have to show you a few more scriptures. <laughs> Bless you. And you dad. Okay. <laughs> my kids are very different. And I have to show you a few more scriptures that go along with um, children obey. Um, obedient children come from households, uh, and I'm not saying children don't stray, but children who obey the Lord, right, uh, are come from households, and they've been taught to obey the Lord. They've been taught the importance of the relationship with the Lord. So let me pray, and we're going to get started for the day, and then we're going to get in this scripture and we're going to talk about what it's like to raise kingdom kids who honor God. If we teach our kids to honor God, then they'll have no problem honoring us. They'll have no problem honoring us. They'll have no problem living at a different standard, even in a culture that's very counterculture, even in a culture that's very counterculture. So I'm going to ask Judas some questions. He'll probably share what's on his heart. Uh, we try to do, they do go to a private school where they get biblical, a Bible class, but we also try to do Bible here at home and then the things at church. So let's pray and let's get started for the day. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for wisdom, instruction, knowledge, for you wiping the slate clean in our mind and building us up so that we raise kingdom kids. We thank you, Father God, that this is for your glory alone and not ourselves. 
We thank you, Father God, for your word this morning that teaches us how to rightly divide it, that gives us unction through the Holy Spirit, that reminds us that Jesus is Lord. Now bless the devotional day, bless the hearers of the devotional day. Let the words of my mouth and Judah's mouth be acceptable in your sight, Lord. Go before us, Holy Ghost, strengthen us, equip us. Father God, we thank you for all you called us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, um, yeah, and well, they stray, they just come back. <laughs> They'll stray, they just come back. And so we got to talk a little bit about what it looks like to raise kingdom kids, uh, what that looks like um, for us to structure kingdom kids. Why are you grinning at me like that? <laughs> um, and for what that looks like for us to raise kingdom kids, um, what that looks like outside this world standard. I'm going to be honest. God didn't expect us to raise kids lawless and without instruction. God didn't expect us. That's not what he anticipated of us. He didn't expect us to raise kids that are lawless and without instruction. And so it is significant. Yes, sir. Um, Let's be loud. Okay. <clears throat> oh, but it's kind of hard for the kids too, because they know they want to obey, but they're still tempted to do what they want to do. Yeah. And and, uh, and that's real. Um, and that's good. Thank you for sharing that. So if a kid is still tempted to do what they want to do, right? Because if our scripture, we're gonna get into our screen springboard scripture in just a minute. It is hard and kids are still tempted to do what they want to do. And so how is as parents, do we help you um, through temptation? Yeah, but sometimes we don't want to tell you because we don't know what you're going to say or do. So, like, we're scared. Like, what if I tell her and like, what is she going to do? Like. Sometimes I'm scared about that. Yeah. I'm scared of mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Judah. That that's really good. And so if we are if th there's a fear there, and that, that's important. So is it afraid of the discipline? Are you afraid of the, the consequence of your action? Yeah, like the consequence of discipline. Like you don't know what she's gonna do, what she's gonna say. Yeah. You don't know anything what's going to happen. Yeah. And so, like, you're walking in the house. You don't want to tell her. You look all nervous. And she is like, what's wrong? And you're like, nothing. I'm like, sometimes, like, I would just have a nervous face. And she'll ask me so many questions. Yeah. And I have to pop it out of me. Like, she asked me, like, a bunch of questions. Yeah, because I'm trying to get to the root of the problem, <laughs> okay, because I'm trying to get to the root of the problem, and that's good. Um, so I guess as parents, we have to figure out where do we make them comfortable to be able to talk, but I think you feel like you can talk to me about just anything. You just don't want to deal with the consequences, correct? No, yeah. I, I really, I would deal with the consequences because I know I did something wrong. But it's the fact that I'm talking to you and I'm showing you this. That's scary. That's, That's scary. scary to me. You're afraid of me? Yes. You are not afraid yes. of me. Do you ever get in trouble? Sometimes. Why are you afraid of me? First of all, why are you afraid of me? <laughs> no. Anyway, 
Because you do things and you get in trouble at school. You were in trouble at school last week. Not last week. Am I a mean mom? No. Oh, okay. So I'm not a mean mom. But I'm just scared of you. Oh, you're just scared of the consequences of your. I've no. never beat you. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm scared of you. Y'all getting some real, raw, and authentic conversation. Um, D is definitely accountability. He's talking about accountability. He doesn't know how to articulate all of it, but he's definitely talking about uh, accountability. Paula, we do have superpowers. That's what it, my cup says too. Um, I'm a mom. What's your superpower? And one of the things I've consistently prayed is do not let me be a fool for my kids. Give me the wisdom that I need for my kids because I want to be able to coach them through whatever. And so if we're going to get into our springboard skip scripture, we got to first recognize God didn't expect us to raise kids lawless and without instruction. And if the world has a standard, then we should have a standard. Our excuse cannot just be, well, they're just being kids. Um, our excuse cannot be, well, I did that when I was well, I was younger. If you honestly think about some of the stuff that you did as you were younger and the consequences that came behind it, you don't want your kids walking through the same journey or in the same circumstance or situation in which you walked. It doesn't mean you can prevent them from everything, but you can give them a different wisdom in raising your kids. A lot of us, bless you, a lot of our kids have been, um, we will say, well, I take them to church and that's fine. Raising them in church is cool, but we got to raise them. And if we're going to raise kingdom kids, then we got to raise them in kingdom. We got to teach kingdom. And we also have to raise them to be um, accountable. And we also have to put them in a position um, in which we uh, remember their unique personalities. Judah has a very strong personality. And I remind Judah all the time, you're going to get to lead. This is something that I tell him. You're going to get to lead, right? But lead when? But you're going to no, you're going to get to lead when it's your time, right? You're going to get to lead when it's your time. You can't lead the house right now. When he's trying to tell me what he thinks should happen, I don't I don't harness his leadership. I don't tell him, sit down somewhere and shut up. I say, you're going to get to lead, but you get to lead in your season. Right now, God has given me the wisdom for this house, and I've got to lead this house and not you. I, if we so important to our kids, we need to make sure we're sowing into them and pouring into them spiritually as well. Like we'll do all these, we'll invest in sports, we'll invest in all these other things, but you got to make sure that you are also pouring into our kids spiritually as well. And I, I'm not talking about a watered down version. I'm talking about really sitting down and teaching them kingdom, teaching them the word of God, teaching them tithing, teaching them. Because can I tell you something as parents, we have um, been caught in thinking that we're leading our kids by example, and that's enough. And we're not really grooming them or teaching them and raising them in kingdom. So if you're going to pour into your kids sports, if you're going to invest in everything else that they have going on, you got to make sure you're investing in them spiritually. And that's not just sending them or dropping them off at church. Yep, they'll hear something at church, but we're going to raise them in a kingdom standard. We're going to raise them in an excellent. We're going to raise them in a way um, that 
is going to give admonition and honor to the Lord. So let me just read the screen, springboard scripture for the next couple of days. It's Ephesians 6, 1 and 4. And it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. We're in Ephesians. For those of you just logging on, we're talking about raising what it looks like to be kingdom kids, kids that are counterculture, kids that are counterculture. And sometimes we'll get in a position where we're like, well, I don't want them to be isolated. I don't want them to be strange. I don't want the peers to mistreat them. And what's my thought process on that? We get to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to live the way the Lord's standard is for our house, right? Because anything else than kingdom standard for our kids, we've bought into the world's culture. And we already know that the peer pressure and the struggle for them is really real. You And, and, and I'm telling you, like, I, I do, I do, I've mentored for years and after school programs and I do a pillow talk for teens. You will be amazed at the things that kids tell me that they're exposed to, that they're listening to, that they struggle with, and that they're fighting against. It's not like we were when we were growing up. Everything is advanced, everything is accelerated. And so if we're going to be counterculture, then we've got to be counterculture with our kids. We've got to have, we've got to do this thing differently because our parents didn't necessarily do this the right way. So Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Yeah. I never learned this one. This scripture? You haven't no, learned? You okay. only told me 6 and 1. So we're in Proverbs 22 and 6, but you have other scriptures, you know. <laughs> so train up a child. And this is for me as a parent. So what do you think that means? If I'm saying train up a child? That means train. I don't know what it means, but I think what I think it means. I think it means that like you should like make try, ah, okay. <laughs> you should let your child grow up like kingdom like yeah. you should not like let him just go around doing whatever he wants to do, saying whatever he wants to say. Yeah. You gotta like what if they're saying, train up your child yeah. and let him know about God, Christians, like you got to let him be a Christian. Yeah. And how do we teach? Like when you say let him be a Christian, because you got baptized last year, right? And you made the decision to get baptized on your, your own. And it was funny because when he got baptized, um, it was a very weird conversation. I was trying to have a conversation with him and talk to him about being um, a Christian. And he said, I'm already a Christian. I just need to go into the water. Like he understood that and it kind of blew my mind. Um, but he also says he's a man. He just hasn't grown up yet. <laughs> he says he's a man. He just hasn't grown up into all his manhood. So he is quick to tell me and remind me he's already a man. I was born a man. I just haven't grown up into my manhood. Yet. I play Fortnite and I'm a man. Okay, he plays Fortnite and he's a man. Fortnite is this game. So Fortnite is life. And so in, in the process of training up a child, um, providing them with instruction 
and in the way he should go. So whatever we got going on with our kids right now is the way they're going to go. It doesn't mean they're going to stray, but they're going to go in the way in which we train them, in which we process them, in which God created, bless you, because God created a family. We know that there was a design that he had for a man and a woman. And I want to talk to you about these two scriptures real quick. It says Mark 10 and 9, therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate us. And that was for your marriage. That's for your household. That's for your kids. And then Malachi 2 and 15 says, has not the one God made you, you belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. So God still seeks and, and desires for us to have godly offspring. If we're going to have godly offspring, then we got to raise them in kingdom and raise them in godly manners and, and in godly way. You got to realize, here's the thing that I had to come into reality. My children are a gift. My children do not belong to me. My children were a gift from God. They are loaned to me. For me, for me specifically, I have five sons. Judah is the baby of my son, baby to go. They are they are loaned to me specifically for me to rear. Yes. I thought I was yours. You are mine, but you're on loan to me. Sense, you're on loan to me from God. So what I mean is I don't own you. Because as a parent, no, you're not property. So this is a lesson for you. You're not property because as a parent, it gets real confusing for us to um, get in position where we're like ownership and like our kids are property. And God didn't give us our children for property. God is very concerned about how our children are raised. Read Psalms 127 and 3, Psalms 34 and 11, Proverbs 23, 13, 14. So when God gives us gifts, the, the, our kids are our gifts. When God gives us gifts, he gives us clear instructions on how to raise these gifts. And I remember I've been guilty before, especially with my older children, my raising for my younger children. Um, I tell people I'm a 26 year vet in the game. My oldest son is 26. But especially in raising my younger children, I've restructured a lot of what I said. I remember having conversation before saying, oh, I brought you into this world. I take, I'll take you out. Well, in all actuality and reality, no, God brought them into this world. I'm not the giver of life. I'm not the giver of life. And at any point that I think I'm the giver of life and I have the authority or the right to take their life or I have the authority or the right to mistreat them because they're my kids, right? Or I have the authority or the right to bully them, right? Because they're my kids or I have the authority or the right to use them as slaves because they're my kids then I'm in wrong thinking, wrong manner, and wrongdoing. Now, I don't. we don't want to raise entitled kids, but we definitely have to position ourselves to understand that this is a gift. Our children are a gift that is a gift given us from God. And asking ourselves, Lord, how is it, even if you've not done it correctly, even if you've missed it along the way, asking the Lord, how do I raise my kids to be successful in you and successful in kingdom and going back to what the scripture says when god led the israels out israelites out of bondage he told them he said i need you to teach your children 
I need you to teach your children all my laws, all he had done for them. He was desiring the generations to come to uphold all his commands, to uphold kingdom. And so the, the responsibility on us as a parent is to teach them in the ways of the Lord or to teach them in kingdom. Um, a lot of us don't realize uh, we've exampled worry before our kids. We've exampled bad relationships before our kids. We've exampled bad finances before our kids. And some of us need to repent for being not good parents or not good parents in some areas. And we'll say all the time, well, I'm just doing the best, you know, that was taught of me. Cool. But you know if your parents sucked in areas, you know if your parents were jacked up, that doesn't mean you get to continue the same generational curses in raising your kids. Just because, oh, well, I turned out okay. Be real. You know it was some areas that you didn't turn out okay. You know it's some things that you saw um, or were modeled or even things that were not discussed that did not, that, that affected you as a person. So, don't just sit at the feet of your struggle and say, oh, I turned out eventually. You turned out eventually. You know what I'm going to do right now, right? I'm going to take authority over that, right? Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we command that Judah's immune system align with the word of God and by his stripes, you are healed. Jesus don't sneeze like that. Judah ain't got no business sneezing like that. And we thank you for a healthy immune system, Father God, and health. <laughs> and wellness and every fiber, every tissue and every cell aligned with the word of God in Jesus name. Amen. So, and so we have to remember and be reminded of that, that some of the stuff we struggle with, some of the stuff we were consumed with, some of the stuff we were overwhelmed with, it's not acceptable for us to be like, well, we went through it. Our kids will be okay. It's not acceptable for us to be like, it's no big deal. Like, uh, that all oh, that thing that's good. I hated being told because I said so. That doesn't work in this house. Now I will tell you, there are some things that I tell them that I get to make the decision because I'm the mother, I'm the wisdom. But a lot of times they'll come back and ask me, why did we do this? Or why did you make this decision? Or why can't I go hang out with these friends? Um, I really monitor what they watch. And so I'll say to them, that's you're not spiritually uh, mature enough to be able to listen to that. Most of the time, I really don't want to watch it. Like SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. I, it's too weird to me. It's too weird. I I know she says so that like, I shouldn't watch it, but like, I don't want to watch it anyways. But what about the things that you do want to watch that I don't want you to watch? Well, Murphy's Law was different. That yeah. wasn't even. But bad. answer my question. Why, what about the things that you do want to watch that I don't want you to watch? How does that feel when, when I'm telling you, no, you can't watch this? I'm kind of cool with it because I'm not that desperate. I got other shows I can watch. You are still good. So you have other shows and because you're not that desperate, it, it works. Well, I, at, I was just asking some questions. See, hey, mom, can I watch this movie? Can I watch the show? She said, no. I'm like, okay. And then I go watch one of my other shows. Well, go watch one of your other shows. Because it's it's my responsibility. And I tell them this all the time. It's my responsibility to guard your spirit. It's my responsibility to guard what goes in your ear gate, what goes in your eye gate, 
what goes. It's my responsibility to guard him spiritually. He's not going to get everything. He's not going to understand everything, but it's my responsibility, bless you, to guard him, do you have tissue in your to guard him spiritually. That's my responsibility. That's no one else's responsibility. It's mine. Stop wiping your hands with your nose. I'm sorry, y'all know I'm real frank. <laughs> Why use tissue? Um, so it's my responsibility to watch, watch what they watch, watch what they listen to, watch who their friends are. Uh, watch the adults that are connecting to them. Because here's the thing, we're teaching them to honor, right? We're teaching them, um, we're teaching them to be raised. Um, peer influence is already going to be bigger in their teenage years. Can't hold them hostage, can't hold them in the house, can't allow them to experience things. So then while we're young, we've got to be pouring into them the instructions and the wisdom we're not talking about impossible standards. Like sometimes we set impossible standards that are not even realistic. It's funny because I'm an educator. People think I really harp on grades and I expect my kids to get good grades, but I don't harp on grades. If there's something failing in a grade area, then I'm looking to try to assess what we need to do next, what we need to put in place. But I've taught them to be independent learners and I teach them to be accountable. Um, and so you are the responsibility, I'm just saying, responsibility of what gets into them spiritually um, is important. Uh, Ronald said kids should feel like they have options even when they are being guarded, supervised. Yeah, that's real. Like we provide options. Um, I don't let them listen to hard rap but I've given them Christian rap to listen to. So it's just, you you gotta figure this out and teaching them to obey, to be honored, um, to be strengthened. Ephesians, yeah. So I saw somebody's comment. Uh, Rodney Sean Morris. Uh -huh. Mr. Mr. Yes, correct, thank you. So, um, SpongeBob, I don't know, if you want them to watch that, Fortnite is perfectly fine. I don't sometimes, and even with Fortnite, even with online gaming and some other things, you just um, gotta you you just gotta watch. That's who good. They're playing with yes, because I'll join like random games, and there will be people on the mic, and I forgot to turn off my mic. But you can still go do that. Mm -hmm. So I do that immediately if mm -hmm. I hear them talking. Okay. And that makes a difference. Um, he's just talking about those spheres of influence. And because I've taught him to what's acceptable and what's not, he's pretty good about guarding himself. Even when he goes over to someone's house and they're watching something that he can't watch. I tell him I can't watch it. So I, y'all turn or I have to like get out of the room. Or I have to leave because that's not acceptable in our house. And we carry that standard with us. That's the training. That, that's the training. That's the training. That's the training that's necessary for kingdom kids. That's the training that's necessary. Our spirits pick up on things all the time. Our spirits pick up on things. Our spirits pick up on things when we think we're not listening. Um, kids hear you if you're a parent and you're arguing. Kids hear you if you're arguing. Kids hear you. Um, kids hear more than you think they need to hear. And so 
as we're teaching them, because if we're going to teach them to obey, we got to make sure as parents that we're in this next part of the scripture, which is Ephesians 6 and 4. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And I think sometimes we don't realize how we can provoke them to anger and push them in places that we don't have any business pushing them, setting, un setting unrealistic standards. Well, I know my child is brilliant. Like I, I know I have a brilliant child. That's good. I'm glad you got a brilliant child. But your, um, your pressure that we apply sometimes will cause kids to break. As, realistically, have you ever asked your your kids, how am I doing as a parent? Am I giving you what you need? What is it you need for me? Or are you just assuming because you provided food, clothing, and shelter that you're giving them enough? Have you ever asked your kids that? Am I giving you what you need? Am I providing an effect? What have I taught you about God? What are you learning from me about God? What do you know? What are you learning from me about God? I'm not really learning one thing. I'm learning, but like, uh, like back to back every day, I'm learning one thing. I'm learning another thing about God. One thing about God. Another thing about God. I'm trying to keep track, but like, it's like some of the stuff is in my head. I'm. Like I have a school for eight hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard for you to keep track, but you're learning things about God through me. Like we talked about provision one day, how God provides, right? You're learning God as provider and the responsibility isn't on you. Correct. All right. So that that's, that's, that, that's just being real, asking your kids, and not being afraid to hear, if you don't provide a place of transparency and a place of vulnerability where your kids can come talk to you, um, then what realistically is probably gonna happen is they're gonna shut down and they're gonna get information from other people. If you don't want your kids getting information from other people, then you better provide the space and the place for them to be able to talk to you about anything. I wasn't that kind of parent at first. My kids could not come talk to me about whatever. Now we have an open door policy, a no judgment zone, a place where we get to work through. And one of the things that I'm constantly telling them is go ahead and talk to me, even if it's bad, go ahead and talk to me about it so that I can turn around and help you through this process or tell on yourself before your teacher or somebody else tells, tells on you. So you have to know, yes. So I believe you said that to me once, tell on yourself, because you can find out anything from any of us, yeah. my brothers. You yeah. can find out anything. Because I remember I was hiding something, and then my mom figured it out. I was like, how did you figure it out? I was like, it was so weird and crazy. Yeah. It was like... But the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost is a helper. A Holy Ghost is a helper. You don't have to be worried over your kids. You don't have to be consumed over your kids. The same strategy with your kids of praying is important here. When God gave us these kids, 
We, he didn't give us these kids for us to be consumed and overwhelmed with us. He gave them, gave them to us for them to be a blessing to us and for us to be a blessing to them. And so we have to remember this. We're going to get more in tomorrow on this provoke. We're going to get into this provoke because kids are more ops to honor when they're not being provoked. And a lot of times we're provoking our kids in so many ways and we don't even realize it. I was teaching um, at the college and it was a young lady who was um, forced to play violin. And she said her mom was so consumed in her violin playing that she never asked her if that was really what she wanted to do. Like she never asked her. And so for 14 years, she was forced to play the violin. And I do believe that you have to guide them. I do believe you have to push them out of their uncomfortable places, but I think you need to do checkups along the way. I think you need to introduce them to things along the way. I think you have to put them in places along the way and allow a relationship, you know, and I tell people, I ain't your, you ain't your friend, I ain't your friend, I'm your parent, true. But even as your parent, that doesn't mean that I lord over you and this is a dictatorship. We have to figure out how to build a godly relationship, even with our children, because they'll honor what you say or you what you do, even when you're not around. Even when you're not around, they'll begin to honor you, um, even when they're making wrong decisions. But the other thing is you want them to teach them how to learn to hear the voice of the Lord. That's why I said it's not just about going to church. It's about teaching them to hear the voice of the Lord. Yes. Ah. Well, we're out about a time. We're just about out of time. You want to share something else about just being a kid? If a kid is struggling with being obedient, right? What would you tell their parents if a kid is struggling with being obedient? I would tell them, don't lie to them, because mm -hmm. that's just going to make it worse. Yeah. Like, if you, like, lie to them, and then, like, you get away from them, like, you're still in the house. Like, you get in the car, and they ask you, how was your day? And you say, great day. And then you tell them something. That's just going to make it worse. Yeah, so don't lie. And then as a parent, what do we do better to help you, Honor? What do we need to do? Because we have kind of this standard in the house. And I'll say if I'm not going to live anything, and as an adult, it's deal. It is important for you to keep it real with your kids. Um, I'm, I'm not going to live contrary to how I want you to live, or that's being a hypocrite, right? I'm not going to live contrary to how I want you to live. And there are some things that I do as an adult that you'll get the option, but there are some basic moral things that I can't anticipate or expect from you. And I'm not living that way. Daphne said important. She often hear from students, parents are not listening or hear, I hear it all the time. You're not listening to me or my parents aren't listening to me. Um, they're focused on the fact that I'm getting good grades. And they're so focused on the fact that I'm getting good grades that they're not tapped and tied in to all of the other emotional things that I'm going through, um, bullying, feeling isolated. Um, Josiah, my 14 year old, and I had a real talk conversation. He's like, I just want to talk to you about where I am spiritually and the things that I was struggling with. And he said, all my friends are dating. 
and I'm struggling with not dating, but I know the rules of this house. And I had to tell him, I appreciate you for coming to me with this. You're not going to date at 14 in my house. Um, but we're going to talk about this in stages and I understand the pressure you're feeling. Thank you for being honest. I didn't go, you know, doggone well, you ain't dating in this house. Because if I'd have came at him like that, then I would have shut him down and he wouldn't have had a healthy conversation with me. I said to him, this is why we're not dating. This is what dating is a big responsibility. You're too young to date. Um, and when we make the decision to date, I'm going to date with you. I'm going to coach you through this process. And I had to have that conversation with him, but I didn't explode on him. I didn't yell on him. Kids are going to be more receptive to talk to you when you leave an open door for them to be able to talk to you. If you always yelling, if you always critical, if you always criticizing, if you're focused more on what they do wrong than what they do right, you're going to lose your kid in translation. Yep. It's like my mom said. Open your mouth. <laughs> it was like what my mom was saying over here. Oh, uh, but like she has shut me down a couple times because she's yelled at me. Yeah, I have. I haven't been right. Yeah. Like, and so I, I've kind of been like, okay, and I put my head down and don't speak. Yeah. Like, I won't speak. Because yelling doesn't accomplish it. No, it does not. But I have I discipline you or I get on you and you and I don't even have to raise my voice, do I? I just have to center you. And some of the times I ask you and Josiah, um, would God be pleased with your actions, right? And and that weights more on you than me yelling. A perfect example. I told y'all we transparent. So when I when I when I've yelled, it's not been effective. Yell, I there's nothing in the Bible that says you gotta yell. <laughs> right and they are i can be with them i can pull them in i can rein them in i can tell them to listen my tone is just like that and i promise you me talking to them like this is way more effective than me yelling and screaming so you got to understand your pressure points as a parent and why you're yelling and screaming yelling and screaming well some kids you just got to yell at no kids you have to yell at i can discipline you i can put enough strength in my voice for you to understand, I mean what I say, right? He was saying, you read, <laughs> oh, peer pressure. Man, peer, man, that within itself is a whole lesson within itself about peer pressure. What do I tell y'all when you go to school? Um, The peer pressure is, and then we, uh, uh, who is your only peer pressure? And then we say, me yeah you're you're the influencer right you're the person and you're going to pressure your peers to do the right thing so if it doesn't align with this house there this um this is not um no you ain't got to yell to get your point across and i know some of y'all are like nah you don't know my kids then what you got to do if something is going on with your kids you got to get in a place that you ask yourself and be real real with yourself what kind of parent have i been a godly parent have i set godly standards Am I teaching them kingdom? Am I provoking them? Um, am I giving them what they need? How many of us have asked? I tell them all the time, I just want to make sure I'm giving you what you need to be most successful in life. Am I esteeming them? We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Am I esteeming them, building them up? Remember, for one, every negative thing you say, you got to say seven positive things to bring that negative thing 
out of um, reality. Yes, sir. Uh, so a lot of friends at my school are saying, how do you get to do all this stuff? Like play video games. Um, like a lot of stuff that we do, they don't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, what does your mom do? I'm like, or your dad do? Like, it's just the three of us. I'm like, it's just me, my brother, and my mom living in this apartment. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know. I just, my mom decides what I'm deciding. Yeah, we just do family, right? Like, I don't do stuff. I don't get do stuff like some of the kids get to do what they want to do they pick out what they want to pick yeah and so like it's kind of weird for me because like if there is no understanding of doing that yeah why would you do, do it? it? That's good, Judah. If there's no understanding, if there's no wisdom behind that. I like that, Judah. I like that. I like that. I like that. So we are done for today. Thank you, Judah J, for sitting in with uh, me today, for sharing your heart about um, even being raised in this Christian household, for being transparent. I appreciate transparency. Um, I hope you've gained something from just the conversation between us today. This is how we talk all the time. Um, This is the standard for our house. Um, They're pretty much allowed to talk to me about anything. If I get out the sorts, if I yell, um, if I'm not um, acting godly, like sometimes he's my moral compass. And he'll say to me, this is not... um, my your behavior don't look Christian like he'll check me and it um, means everything. Um, definitely praying over your kids, definitely confessing over your kids. But can I tell you something? Kids are going to look you like look at your example. They're going to watch how you live. If you're telling them one thing and well, acting well. another way, it's not going to add up for them. Kids are looking for you looking to see what you're doing, looking to see. So if it's going to be kingdom, baby, if it's going to be kingdom, then we have to start teaching them kingdom too, even kingdom finances. I'm teaching them entrepreneurship. I'm teaching them absolutely um, everything that we need to, to so that they can be guided in the right direction. They're going to make some mistakes. They're going to mess up. But if we're going to want expect them to children to obey, that was a commandment and an honor, then we have to be in line as parents. Kimmy, you need to obey me and you all out of the swords. It don't add up for them. They, they're looking at everything you do. You want to pray us out? No? Oh, no. Okay, but you got to speak loud so we can pick it up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have to. No, you don't have to. You don't want to pray? You want me to pray? Do you, do you want to leave them with anything? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, this is for the parent and the uh, child. Um, like what uh, mama was saying, my mama was saying, uh, don't yell at your kids. Like, if they get in trouble, just be like, hey, did you get in trouble today? And if they say yes, just be like, Okay, we're going to talk what you need and what you need to do to stop 
or whatever what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they're doing, but like you just gotta talk in a normal voice. You don't gotta get all yelling and everything. Like you just gotta talk to them and they'll tell you what happened. They won't they won't just listen to you and won't tell you nothing unless yes ma'am or no sir or yes sir or yes ma'am. That's all they're gonna say if you just yell at them. But if you open up the door and talk to them, they'll communicate, right? They'll talk back, yeah. And they'll tell you what's really going on, right? There, that's it. Anything for the kids you want to say about honoring their parents? Um, not really, but um, but like, I really don't know. Okay, that's okay. All <laughs> right, let's pray. Let's get out of here today. This has been Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha and judah um judah thank you for logging on helping me teach today giving them perspective from a kid's heart uh things that are important to you um i fear and reverence is cool we don't ever want our kids fearful where they won't can't talk to us about anything teaching our kids to pray um, we we taught Judah. I thought he was gonna pray us out of here today. Teaching our kids to pray. <laughs> you gonna pray? Yes. Okay. So Judah's gonna pray for us and close our day. Let's go. Father God, I hope we have a great day at school for for the children, and I hope we don't get in trouble. And I pray for our parents and other kids' parents that they will have self control. Self control with their children and I just hope you guide us and teach us your ways in Jesus name amen amen (laughs) that's it yeah that's it right there thank you Judah so Judah just prayed for your kids for today he just prayed father God for us as parents to operate and walk in self-control it don't get any better than that y'all don't forget to log on to the website lakeishamjohnson.com continue um on this process on this journey we're going to be back here in the morning and i'm going to talk to you a little bit more from a parent perspective of raising kingdom kids we're going to close that out tomorrow um give you some things that i do in my household help you when you frustrated right when you frustrated with the child we've been here before um, make sure that we are um, in alignment with kingdom and that we're not just ruling and lording over our kids, that we're in a position to be the blessing that we're supposed to be to our kids. Um, that's what God is looking for. We don't own our kids. We don't own our kids. We don't own our kids. God has loaned them to us for a very short time. And you need to ask yourself, if something happened to my child today, Where will we be in our relationship? And you need to ask your child, like, am I giving you what you need? (laughs) Am I giving you what you need? And I'm not talking about unrealistic things, but am I giving you what you need? You know, take them on out with a little little dance. Judah's name means praise. He is usually always dancing. No, you cannot move the chair and dance. No, you're going to have to dance. All right, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. 
If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.